In your view, Gareth, is multi-level marketing profitable and sustainable in the long term, particularly for the reps on the ground as compared to, you know, the mega company itself? Yeah, well, I think you make the, the right point there in terms of saying, well, who's the rep on the ground? Because the person on the ground is typically going to be the person at the bottom of that of that pyramid-like structure. And they're going to be working very, very hard to, to earn an income for themselves, but that income is being channeled further and further up the pyramid. So you would say that the higher up those levels you are, uh, the more income and the more profitable it's going to be. And typically, yes, that the company itself or the original founders or the original network will typically profit far more than the pe- people on sort of the outside outskirts of of the network, the newer they are to be recruited there. If you look at how these networks are are positioned, a lot of the time people will be shown the success of maybe the top one or two percent of of the people in that in that network. Mm. But by and large, you know, history shows about there's about a ninety five percent failure rate for reps in these in these MLM structures. So it can possibly be profitable, but it's very very difficult. Fascinating. I mean, what are the considerations that individuals need to take when thinking of joining MLMs? And I I now remembered now why. I actually saw your article on MoneyWeb last year. It was because someone was trying to recruit me. I'd met them at like a, an event and she asked for my number. And then she, how she proposed it was, are you interested in like a great business, <laughs> like business venture? And it's very vague. And then once I logged onto the presentation, I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. But anyway, what are some of the considerations you would say that individuals need to take when thinking of joining MLMs? Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there with the first point is that, you know, if if they're such a great business, you know, they wouldn't be very possibly very vague upfront about what it is. You know, that those are generally little red flags. You know, I always like to ask myself, if these are such wonderful businesses and such great opportunities to sell magnificent products, why is that person needing to recruit more people to do it rather than just doing it themselves mm-hmm. and and you know, retaining those sales for themselves, suppose you know, supposed to to distributing it around a network. Other normal sort of red flags you can look out for is, you know, if to join this MLM MLM structure, do you need to have any upfront costs? You know, do you need to pay for the likes of expensive training courses or, you know, training packs or market ma- marketing material that you need to distribute the product? Do you need to purchase a certain amount of the product yourself? You know, the typical thing you buy boxes and boxes of product, it lands up in your garage and now you've got to go and sell it, sell it yourself. And if you can't sell it, you know, what what ultimately happens to that product? You know, you've outlaid all of that income, all of that cash up front in the, in the expectation of generating some income. You know, you've got to look at those practical aspects and then in terms of the the agreement with any such structure you know you want to make sure that if you are going to get involved how you earn your income should be should be very clear and easy to understand you know not sort of these very complicated commission structures or point systems or maybe minimum sales targets or something like that where you know if you don't make x amount of sales this month you have to make x amount next month and once you've made these total sales only then will certain amounts of income be distributed to you you know it, it, it can get very involved, very complicated. So you want to make sure that it's, it's it's clean and easy to understand so that you don't get your fingers burnt unintentionally. Fully agreed. Any final tips on how ordinary South Africans that are looking to expand their streams of income should approach starting a side hustle? It is a tough economy. And you did touch on the fact that for those who are working, seemingly it's, you know, the high cost of living is making it such that it's not enough to live on your salary alone. And then for those who are unemployed, because we have a very 
very sort of high unemployment rate, they are also looking for means to kind of make money. So what's your advice on how one should expand their streams of income in a healthy way? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe kind of look at your own life, like see what your do you have any kind of unique skills? Maybe you are I mean the the, the one I, I love I came across was, you know, this guy in America sort of started a, a YouTube channel and I think he called it How to Dad or something like that because he had grown up in the foster system and just started doing simple things like this is how you tie a tie, this is how you change a light bulb, you know. A lot of these a lot of these little skills that maybe people haven't been taught in their lifetime and he's just Showing people how to do these practical things, and you know, obviously through through that medium with views or the rest of it, you know, you can generate some income there. Do you have any unique kind of talents or skills that you can do? You know, one of the other ones that we come across is is something called like copywriting. You know, if you've got a good eye eye for for detail and people want to help you, sort of scanning articles or books or something like that that they've put together for say grammar or spelling or just sort of sentence composition. You know, so so just there are other elements that you can that you can take advantage of obviously the digital world probably makes the most sense to, to do you know moving moving and selling product is is tricky if you do have full-time employment but looking at something that you can do or, or the likes of your online videos and content are great because it may take a while for those to get going but you know once you start to gather a bit of momentum that's sort of a, a media that's out there that can generate you an income technically forever so i think those are some of the elements to to look out for you know hopefully it means that these other MLM structures might start kind of needing to go into a more traditional business route and and fewer people kind of get get sucked into the more devious ones. But thank you so much for that advice and for your time. That was really cool. The Business Hour on OFM.